0: This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis, and Jerry at
2: Jerry Sin DFF. What's happening, guys? It is Memphis and it is Wednesday. And we thank you for tuning in to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's. Dynasty Podcast. I've got a bit of a unique open for you this week. So as you listen to this, I am on vacation with my family in Florida. Spring break season and to say that I need a break from work and Dynasty would be an understatement. But we're very proud of the fact that we have never missed a Wednesday. Holiday, rain, shine, sick, whatever. We're always here because we like being part of your week. Whether you're listening to us at work, on your way to work, um, just making us part of your week, we appreciate that. And that means a ton to Jerry and I. So even though I'm out of town, wanted to make sure that you had a podcast to listen to. So today, we have a very special episode, just really about trades. We recorded a while back with our buddies Russ at Dynasty Outhouse on Twitter and his co-host on the Trade Addicts podcast, Brian Har at Brian Harr FF. And I'll drop all that again as you get into the body of the podcast and the interview. And we're just talking trades. And everybody loves trades. I do. You do. Um, That's one of my favorite things about Dynasty Football is that you're always in action. And you're always doing stuff to improve your team. So no one better to have on than these guys to discuss this with Jerry and I. And uh, to give you a podcast. And it's a pretty long one. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Uh, Please enjoy this week's show. Um... That's why there's no Jerry. that's why there is no man of the hour. there is no man with the power in this open but he will be in the body of the pod during the interview. So while I'm on vacation I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be cooking some stuff up so my wife Mrs. Memphis Mrs. outlaw if you will she uh she thinks I'm taking a break from uh the dynasty life as as she knows it and that's a big eh, eh, ain't gonna happen. Uh, lots of big things going to happen for the Dynasty Warzone while I'm away. Uh, first thing is I'm going to get both Listener League set up. We had great response to our request for ratings and reviews on iTunes because that's how people find the show. I don't know why iTunes is so special. I mean, that's like the lion share of phones, I guess, which kind of sucks. But it is what it is, and that's the straw that stirs the drink. So, uh, iTunes reviews for our Listener League. Uh, we got two. We're going to be running two 12-team leagues. One with me, one with Jerry, and uh, we'll do something fun in the way of prizes. Maybe some merch. Wait, what? Dynasty Warzone merch? Yeah, you know what? By by the time that you hear this, it'll be well on its way. Uh, The absolute latest I will have it on Amazon and everywhere will be the first week of May, right after the NFL Combine. Uh, Be on the lookout for such things as uh, the Memphis coffee mug. That will be a coffee mug that uh, says black, like Memphis's soul. And then Jerry's coffee mug is the one that says how the man of the hour gets his power. So be on the lookout for those coffee mugs. Uh, We'll have a couple of t-shirts as well, uh, show logo, stuff like that. And we'll have all the links and stuff on the show Twitter handle. Uh, pinned in the in the bio. So you'll be able to go to the Dynasty Warzone Twitter handle. And in the bio, you'll be able to find links to buy this stuff. Again, target date, May 4th, same week. We're going to kick off those listener leagues. And uh, the last thing is, is that we're finally joining the world of Patreon. As they say on one of the other podcasts that I listen to, Patrone. And I think that's hilarious because that's tequila and whatever. But Jerry and I are going to do that. I haven't really... Decided on a price, but what we're going to do is we're going to have various things. So we're going to have a group Slack or Voxer or Twitter or some kind of group chat that only Patreons are allowed to be a part of. Uh, There'll be a bonus podcast a week. Uh, Jerry, who, if you haven't noticed during the rookie season and all the interviews with guys like Matt Waldman and Nick Whalen, the... College game in Devi is really Jerry's baby. He's a great dynasty player. Don't get me wrong, but he is an amazing, amazing mind as it relates to the college game. So, for those of you in Devi leagues, for those of you that want to be a year or two ahead on your dynasty leagues and your drafts, Jerry's going to be dropping a show. Um, we're just going to, you know, loosely call it the Devi War Zone to go along with the Dynasty War Zone. And then I'm a big player movement guy. Um, I equate a lot of times trades like flipping a house. My wife back in the day had me extremely hooked on house flipping shows. I just found it fascinating. You could take something that was not in the best of shape and not worth a whole lot and then with a little bit of elbow grease and hard work and um a little bit of want to, you can you can make that thing profitable. Now, sometimes these people would invest in these properties and they'd lose money. And and that happens, but uh I will have a like a dynasty flip this house, like a dynasty flip this player. Show And you'll get one or the other. Sometimes both. Sometimes it'll be just Jerry. Sometimes it'll be just me. Sometimes it'll be both. Sometimes we'll have a guest. But that'll be a bonus show each and every week. And we'll have various levels. We're not going to make this super expensive, but we're just we're wanting to upgrade some equipment. We're wanting to get on YouTube, and we're trying to make this hobby, if you will, pay for itself. So uh, be on the lookout for a Patreon Dynasty Warzone feed coming soon but that's really it that's all i got for this open as you hear this again i'm in florida hopefully it's warm hopefully i'm having a good time hopefully my wife's not too pissed off because i'm working on all this dynasty stuff but man i love it and i hope you love it too so even though he's not here on behalf of jerry and our guests russ and brian please enjoy our show about trades i really think it's a good one i really think you're going to enjoy it And uh, if you need anything, again, as you're listening to this, I am not really doing anything. I'm probably laying on the beach, and I can answer all your trade questions, at least as many as I can get to without my wife catching me. So until next week, when we'll be back with another amazing guest as we get this much closer to the NFL draft season, thank you for checking us out. Please, again, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. We appreciate it. And now let's bring on Brian and Russ. All right, our guests for this part of the interview are the dynamic duo of trades. And me and Jerry, we love us some trades. So uh, they are the co-hosts of the Trade Addicts podcast, and you can find that anywhere podcasts are found. I find them on iTunes, but you might find them on Stitcher or Podbean or Spotify or whatever. Uh, and the, the Trade Addicts podcast is part of the DLF family of podcasts. First, we have Russ, a.k.a. at Dynasty Outhouse on Twitter. And he is the president and first member of the hashtag and his goal is to bring the community together through trades. Russ, what's going on? I think you're the first person
3: to ever actually read my Twitter bio, because I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> copy and paste right, right. there.
2: Uh, 90% of it. I, I, I try. Um, if you put I appreciate it out there...
3: that. I put a lot of, like, 40 seconds of hard work into thinking of those words to put them there, so... Okay.
2: Yeah, I man, okay. we're 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 trying to help you get that 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 brand out there. Not that you need our help. And then, uh, let's bring in your tag team partner. Uh, that's Brian, aka at Brian Har, H A R R F F on Twitter, and he is the co-host. And uh, this man has a trading problem. Brian, also welcome to the Dynasty Warzone.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Excited.
2: Yeah, man. We need uh,
0: a fancy Twitter bio now.
2: Yeah, we 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 got a we got a well. You know, here's Jack- the thing. Go ahead. <laughs> I, was
0: just gonna say jazz, I have to jazz that up a little bit uh, the, twitter the, by
2: the thing is an underscore all the cool <laughs> kids have uh, at, our buddy uh, addison hayes adamay's hayes underscore uh, at dff underscore shane um i just mm-hmm. i mean I, I think you just throw in a good underscore in there and you're all set jerry uh, my favorite is spoony four underscores ah <laughs> uh, Sp- spoonie's a good man uh it, it, you can get tagged in a lot of trades with a spoonie out there on twitter So, uh, we're just talking about trades for the last few weeks. We've covered a lot of rookies and combine and free agents and all of that fun stuff. But we just wanted to give all that a break for a week and just talk trades with uh, two of the guys that Jerry and I love listening to. Jerry, you got any questions for these guys before we uh, just start rolling?
1: No, let's just start rolling because I could talk trades until the end of time. It's the bread and butter of the game we love to play, my friend.
2: I I think it's the staple. So, my, my my first question is, uh, what's the most trades you've done in one season? I'll start with uh, Brian. Brian, what's the most trades you've done in one season in one league? I mean, across the bajillion leagues you're probably in, it could be a lot. But is there one league where like you just go hammer?
0: Yeah, there's a couple. Um, our trade addicts leagues are always pretty active. Um, and then I'm in a couple other leagues with members of like the dynasty league football forums uh, that i've been in for several years five six years now um where we get a lot of trades done um i'll tell you what i so i would have assumed coming into this that um and and russ might embarrass me here again uh in a minute but i would assume that the two of us would do a lot of trades in comparison to many in the community <clears throat> and then off air before we started here you told us about yourself and and a a guy that you're in a league with. Uh, I don't think I can even come close to that as far as over a hundred trades in a season Uh, or in a, in a year and a half uh, span. I would say in the season, I I think the most I've ever made is probably somewhere around 65. Um, That's still pretty good. that's
1: That's still an absurd amount.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 the, the particular league I'm talking about was a, a league where I was rebuilding in. So I was trading a lot of assets for picks. And then come draft time, I was trading the picks for assets. And, you know, so it it got kind of complicated in there. But that that's probably the most I've done in a single season or season and off season together.
2: Now, now what about you, Russ? Now, before I, I let Russ answer, I will say so. He and I both got picked up teams in the Ultimate Podcast Dynasty League with guys like Travis May, who's been on the show, and Tyler Gunther, who we'll get on here at some point. And literally, I don't think like the ink was even dry on the contract and I had paid my money yet. And the first trade from anybody was Russ. So R- Russ, uh, what what, what, is, uh, what is your style? What, what's the most trades that, that you've made in one season in one league?
3: I'm going to cover up my laziness of not wanting to actually count to be and say, I don't feel the need to quantify (laughs) my love or my moves in Dynasty Fantasy Football. You know, it all just comes together as one beautiful trade. You have one beginning, but you never really have an end. It's just, it's a circle. It's beautiful. It's like a merry-go-round. It goes
2: circle. It goes round and round and round.
3: The
1: Dynasty Confucius.
2: Uh, This guy, uh, man, Jerry, it's a writer-downer. Write that down. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, uh, are there any special moves? Now, I heard Tyler Gunther, and I believe it was on your show, he was talking about how he just hounds an owner into submission with DMs. Oh, that's what he did to me, 100%. Yeah, that's how he—and I'll talk about that here in just a second, how he and I got a couple of deals done. But uh, do do you have any moves like that? Like he, uh, like if you're an old school UFC fan, I I uh, akin it to uh, the ground and pound. He just takes you down and beats on you until you uh, the referee stops the fight, and that's how he trades. Do do you have like a go to move like that?
3: I'm. It's funny. Like I said I was covering up my laziness before. No, I'm just way too lazy for that stuff. Like I am. My move is complete and utter honesty. Like, look, I want this guy. Let's just. What do I what? You want this no fine i'll like i'll bid against myself i have no problem with that to a certain degree i know that's a real big no-no but it's just like when i want a guy i want to go get a guy uh if yeah no nothing no special moves i like a lot of people i remember the big one on the dynasty trade cast they always say is offer a trade for a different person than your real aim is and then when you, they say no you would be like all right Well, what about this guy instead? And like that's your smooth move. I'm like, oh, whatever, man. Just give me the guy I want. Let's let's (laughs) like again, like I always go back to whenever someone asks me this question. Brian and whenever Brian and I are negotiating, our negotiating tactic, it's so subtle. It is literally just, oh my God, Brian, just give me Keenan Allen back already.
2: That's my negotiating tactic.
0: And Uh, normally 20 minutes later, he's got him back. If that usually doesn't even take that long.
2: So, so what about you Brian do, do you have any moves or are you just uh you just another honest uh, an honesty broker
0: i try to be honest like Russ I'm not always as good at it I don't think um for me I just the main thing is I make sure that the deals that i'm offering are deals that I would at least consider i don't necessarily always make my best offer but I always at least make it good enough that if I was on the other end of it I'd be like eh, probably need to add something but you know, I, I really try hard to do that. Um, just cause I hate getting those offers where it's like so unbalanced then you're just like, Nope. You know, so I, I try to avoid that. Um, but you know, other than that, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I try to do. Uh, and then as Russ said, we're kind of advocates for, um, going and getting our guys. Like if we have players we like, we'll pay for them, you know? So, um, that, that is kind of another, another thing that, that I do uh,
2: and that I know he does as well. So, Jerry, anything to add or a, a special move you want to you wanna throw on there? No. I think, you know, go
1: and get their guy because I am notorious for overpaying for guys that I like. Like for some reason, me and Devonta Freeman, he has cost me more than any normal person would pay for in league after league. And I did so, it again this year, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. But it, so I like that. I mean, I like to fluff people's rosters a little bit when I'm trying to trade. Like, like you're going to have Joe Mixon, and you've already got Michael Thomas. Could you imagine how good it's going to look with Joe Lindsay <laughs> on your team? Like, you just, you know, just you know, stroke that ego a little bit. <laughs> my my team's not going to win this year, but look at
2: the shot you're going to have. That that's sort of what I like to do. Well, I, I like that. You uh, you got to build them up a little bit. So we were talking before I hit the record button about I like to compromise, especially with an owner I've done business with before. Like I mentioned, I made a trade with Tyler of the Dynasty Happy Hour. And if you ask him, he'll tell you I made him overpay for Saquon Barkley. But like I told him, can you really overpay for Saquon Barkley? But he came to me later and, and he, wanted, uh, he wanted a particular player from me. And I was trying to, because I, I, I'm notorious for this, and I'll admit it, I'm always trying to squeeze that third or fourth round pick out of you. I don't know why, I just do, it's it's my nature. And and he was like, man, I really think these guys are close, this guy's a tight end, it's a tight end premium league. And I just said in the, in the DM, I'm like, you know, that's cool, you you came around to my asking price last time, I, I yes, I, I will accept without the third round pick this time, let's just get the deal done. And I think sometimes compromise is the soul of good business, but I also believe in getting your guy. It's funny, I was listening to uh, the radio earlier, and I, I heard a really interesting story about Odell Beckham, and he's normally not my guy, and I'm in a ton of leagues, and I don't have any Odell Beckham shares. So I just posted in the Goat League chats, I'm like, who's got Odell Beckham and what do you want for him? Now, Addison Hayes had one, and I was like, cool. So uh, not getting him from him, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm the same way. I, I It's kind of like I'm like that in life. If I want something, I just you know save up my money and go buy it, or I just go buy it. And I don't go to the store. I don't haggle. I just, I kind of like uh, like those car places. You just show up. You pay what they want for it. and You leave. That that makes it and easy. And your wife gets pissed at you later when when you walk out no, for paying too much. <laughs> no, my 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 wife doesn't need shit like that to get pissed at me. So uh, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in trouble. So the uh, n- n- next question is, it's officially rookie season. And I think the whole dynasty community has the fever, the sickness, the rookie sickness. So. What are you guys doing as we're, you know, just a little bit out from the NFL draft and rookie fever hitting? I'll start with Brian. Brian, what are you doing with rookie picks? Are you looking to acquire right now, moving them later? What are you doing right with, with these picks?
0: Yeah, uh, so I've been on, I mean, on record uh, on our show and and on a few others where I significantly, I don't want to say devalue, that's not the right word, but I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't catch the fever quite as bad as most people. I like to use picks to get established players whenever I can. Um, now, I've you know we had uh, Jordan McNamara on our show a little a couple weeks ago, so I'm starting to come around a little bit on picks, um, especially first rounders. So I'd I'd say for this particular class, you know, this class has been getting hammered for a while about you know this is a weak class it's a weak class it's all you hear it everywhere you hear it on twitter you hear it on podcasts uh you know and and in comparison to some other classes i understand that at the same time the price of these rookie picks in 19 aren't as high as they normally are so i think it might present an opportunity to actually go after these picks and kind of try to get a few of them um because again, you know, we're, we're end of February. Now the draft's two months away, a month from now, those picks will be more valuable than they are today. Bingo. And three and three weeks beyond that a week before the draft, you know, they'll be even more valuable. And then a week after the draft, after the draft, once you hear the landing spots and we know situation more, they're going to be even more valuable because somebody's going to land in Kansas city at running back or in, Indy at wide receiver or, you know, situations like that. And that's going to change player value. So I think this is an opportunity, honestly, to buy rookie picks. And that's very contrary to where I normally sit on rookie picks. But in this class, you know, again, given the narrative out there that this class is a weak class, I think it's an opportunity to buy some picks right now uh, and then maybe flip them later before your rookie drafts.
2: Yeah, that's that's a great answer. And uh, what about you, Russ? What do, what do you got on these rookie picks? Uh,
3: what I am doing and what people should be doing are probably two different things. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian had a great point in there where the closer you get to the draft, the rookie draft, uh, the more valuable your picks are going to get. So you probably should be trying to buy them right now because, like Brian said. Everyone's just crapping on this draft class. But you know what's going to happen this week? The combine. And you know what's going to happen? People are going to run really fast and jump really high. And then people are going to fall in love with players. And that's when people start buying picks. So buy them now. Sell them in a week. Sell them in two weeks. Sell them in three weeks. Uh, They will... Gain value every second until the pick is on the table. I don't have the patience to actually hold him until the draft. It's <laughs> absolutely a flaw in my personality.
2: Well, but well, still. What's it, the opening the, line on your show? What What do you say?
3: I'm Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem.
2: There you go. So you're, you are true to your brand, sir.
3: Yeah. No, it, and it's, it's a great, great move to do right now, especially if you're in a league with a few more casual people that aren't as wise to what's going on right now. You know, it's funny, like, Brian and I sit there and give advice all day, and that, and then at the end we're like, all right, well, it doesn't really work in our leagues because we're all a bunch of a-holes that know what we're doing. But, you know, you'll always find one or two people that don't necessarily recognize these trends, and that's what you really got to take advantage of. Um, I actually have a lot of picks more than I have in the past, but what I'm doing, like, this particular draft... I don't, necess- I don't want the 101, 102, 103 in this draft because I don't know who the hell it should be anyway. I actually like the bottom of the first, the beginning of the second, especially in a super flex. So what I'm doing is trading back for pieces. Um, last year, two years ago, it was always, you know what? Give me Kenny Stills and I'll drop back five, six spots. Give me Nelson Aguilar. I mean, clearly those two did not work out really well. Uh, this year, I've been trying to get Albert Wilson and dropping back Quincy and Like, use your higher picks to trade back in the draft because there's such a huge tier in this draft where it's like the 105 to like the 212, like, and they're all just that similarly valued. Where it doesn't matter if you're five picks further back because there's a there's a chance your guys fall in those five picks. So don't worry about getting early picks. You take the pick you have and get more stuff for it and back game players. I don't think there's anything I could add to either of
1: those. Well, it lump that up. And that's a hundred times better than I could have said it with everything I was going to say.
2: Yeah. And then there is not much to add other than I'm a bit of like a flipper. Like, you know, you see those house flipping shows on TV. If your wife watch, makes you watch HGTV. Like my wife does, it's like flip this house. I'm like, flip this pick. I want to buy it today because I know that the minute that picks on the clock, it's worth more. So whatever I paid for it, I can get just a little bit more, and I can add that value to the back end of my roster. And, and unless you, you need a player like at the one, the 101 through 106 in, in a 1QB because that's where the tier break is for me in a non-super flex, um, yeah, why, why not trade back? There, there, there's a lot of opportunity, and uh, landing spot will shake a lot of that out. But that that's all good. So earlier – Brian and Rush were uh, referring to getting their guy. So, so which player are you paying up the most for right now, and and uh, what are you willing to pay for that player? I'll start with uh, with Rush this time.
3: Well, let's start with Brian real quick. Besides, everyone knows the answer is Bacon. Uh <laughs> Two weeks ago, the answer was uh, Nick Chubb. That man, the the offers <laughs> this guy was sending to me in Trade Addicts for the and. Like he sent me Antonio Brown straight up and I'm a little glad now that I declined that. And then he sends me Keenan Allen straight up. And this is like, he did this on purpose because like I said before, I scream at him that I just want Keenan Allen back. And in my head, I'm just like, I have a lot of Keenan Allen shares. I have two Nick Chubb shares and I am a, that's a lie. I have like four, but in the trade addicts leagues, I only have two. Uh, And it's just like, I, I really like it. Uh and then I declined it and then the next day is when Kareem Hunt got signed to the Browns I'm like uh, maybe I should have done that
2: uh, So
0: offer still on the table bro I still. Oh, we can do a sh-
2: trade right here on the podcast <laughs> yeah and that seems not
3: great I really should do it too no. still not going to just because I want to string him along even further
2: okay. hope to get more than Keenan Allen someday so blooded that is as cold <laughs> as ice so what about you Brian who, who is your guy And so is it Nick Chubb
0: uh, Chubb is the guy that I was after. Like Russ said, for me it's Saquon Barkley, but I'm a little bit biased there. Um, I you watch- went nuts after Juju too. I did. I did. I went nuts after Juju a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I made a pretty big trade in in one of the trade addicts leagues uh, to acquire Juju Smith Schuster. So, um, the I, I would say yeah, I would say Ju I would say Juju's one. Um, I'm of the belief that the Antonio Brown, the eventual Antonio Brown trade isn't going to affect Juju in a negative manner. I mean, yeah, he's going to see more coverage, but I don't know. I just, I I don't think that it's going to affect him quite as much as a lot of people think
3: it is. See like 20% more uh, targets to make up for that coverage. So it's not really going to matter And he was already seeing like top five targets in the league.
0: Yeah. So so Juju's definitely a guy that I'm willing to pay for. And then I, I am willing to pay the price for Saquon Barkley. I really am. I mean, that guy for me, here and, and full disclosure, people who don't listen to our show, which you should be listening to our show, um I live six miles from Beaver Stadium. I have season tickets to Penn State games. I Go to all the games. Uh, Have been going for years with my dad and watched all of Saquon Barkley's home games in person. Um, Met the guy in the community on several occasions at different functions. Um, I just love the kid. I I love the kid. I mean, I I will be a fan of his for as long as he plays the game. Uh, You know, assuming he doesn't do something really crazy and bleach his mustache. (laughs) <laughs> and bleach his mustache and has <laughs> to be called Mr. Big Jest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but uh so so full disclosure there, but yeah, I'm willing to go out and pay for for Saquon Barkley. I'm willing to pay for Pat Mahomes in Superflex leagues. Um, Baker.
3: I mean that's the guy I wanted that I, I w- absolutely willing to pay up for. That's my bay. I love yeah. me some Baker Mayfield.
2: What about you uh, you guys. Well, yeah, I no, want about to hear you guys uh
1: joe mixon is my guy i I knew it i I could i
2: should have called that i i I should have been the good host the good partner and said jerry tell us about joe mixon (laughs) (laughs) joe
1: mixon man marvin lewis is the jeff fisher of you know 2018 and 2017 listen i was not i was this is gonna make me sound like a jerk off but i love Samajay P. Ryan coming out. I sort of thought it was like Joe Mixon couldn't take Samajay P. Ryan and put him on the bench. So maybe the guy's actually got to be good. And that was, I ate a poop sandwich on that one. <laughs> but so, you know, Marvin Lewis is gone. There's no one else there. Like Mark Walton, sit down. Like, I don't need you. That's the Joe Mixon well, he show. just got so. arrested or something, so.
2: Twice. <laughs> he got, the, the, uh, I had a guy trade him to me for a fifth round pick, which was whatever, with uh, Giovanni Bernard, a potential gonzo. Um, but yeah, then I kind of found out, I was like, okay, so this assault charge, no big deal. He slapped a phone out of a woman's hand, which you should never slap a phone out of anyone's hand, much less a woman. But then he had got, uh, arrested back in January too for like some kind of misdemeanor weed possession. I'm like, come on, man, you're not even any good. I can just hold it off. Get, get paid. At least
1: get paid for a little bit longer before you go doing some stupid stuff.
2: Yeah. M- m- my guy, I guess is, uh, just became Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I, I don't have any shares. I, I, I've never liked the guy as a, a person. I love him as a player. Um, and I told a guy tonight we were talking, and uh, I offered him T.Y. Hilton and Leonard Fournette. And he said that's not bad. He would consider it. Um, he also wanted Aaron Jones. And I was like, well, then maybe we can talk Julio and Aaron Jones. I don't mind paying up a little bit to get what I want. Uh, I, I think Russ and Brian were dead on that earlier and but I'm not afraid to move anybody if I see value now um, I know Jordan McNamara has a something like this as does Addison Hayes it's kind of like the war stat in baseball wins above replacement I don't care who it is I mean if Saquon Barkley scores me 26 points and in the trade that I made with Tyler I got one of the pieces I got back was Tyreek Hill who I think averages 19 did the three pieces I got back in return are they going to add seven points to my starting lineup Plus, and I, I think they would. So at the end of the day, wins above replacement, I, I, I think that I, I, I got what I wanted out of that trade. So th- th- that's how I look at it. But yeah, I got to say right now, I've got to get either a uh, Juju, which I have none, or a uh, uh, Barkley, not Barkley, excuse me, um, Odell Beckham. And uh, last year, a guy who I was buying up a ton, mostly because I'm a homer, was Andrew Luck, and I've got Andrew Luck from last year as my QB two on about all but one of my super flex leagues. So,
3: man, I got to get you in one of my leagues that's not the UDPL where I took over the worst thing I've ever seen in my you life. You because, did. Odell oh, no, Beckham is literally my most owned
2: player. Yeah, um, I'm not going to pay what I was told he was was worth to one owner. That's okay. I mean, but I'm not that guy in a trade that gets butthurt when you tell me what what you want for a guy. Oh, you want this? Okay, cool. I'll move on down the road to, to someone else. You don't want to move me Beckham? I'll go talk to the Juju owner. I'll go talk to the Tyreek Hill owner. It's just, um, it's cool. But yeah, I, I have owners like that in, in leagues that I'm in that like literally get mad in the group chat. Well, how can you tell me he's worth X? I'll, I'll tell you how he can tell you he's worth X because he owns him. And when you own an asset, you get to set the price so i I, but i'm not that i
3: absolutely will make fun of people in group chats whether i mean it or not i I, I mean that's the fun of group chats
2: if if the group chat's not lit i'm not i'm not long (laughs) for that league you know i'm I'm gonna come in i'm gonna dip a toe um i've been spoiled by some group some good group chats so we talked about the player that that you're looking to most acquire who's a guy that's on your rosters right now that will not be there come week one of 2019 russ
3: oh man i should have done some research for this show
2: it's okay um
3: (laughs) So, Brian, you go first. I'm, I'm
2: used to it. It's Jer- Jerry never does any research either.
3: That's true. I was actually writing it down in the pre-show. Okay, that's a lie. I got this. Uh, Tevin Coleman.
2: Th- th- I, that's a good answer. I I, I like yeah. that answer. Now, wh- Why is that? He's not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I bought him before this past season knowing he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season. I wish he didn't tank his value during the season, which he sort of did. But, I mean, he's not that great of a player. The only thing that could really raise his value all that much is ending up in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. He's just, he was purchased for my teams to gain value for me to ship him. I mean, that was literally the purpose of trading for him everywhere. The problem is, I think, Jarek McKinnon ruined that for everybody, and now everyone sees it coming. But my goal is, like, I don't really want him there unless he lands in san francisco otherwise i'm gonna end up moving him for hopefully more than i paid for him but still get something usable out of it
2: you'll find that guy i i think tevin coleman whether he lands with the jets or houston or i mean it's not impossible that he could land in kansas city you know kansas city is going to add someone and and wherever he lands i think you're going to get that post free agency Bubble, and you're going to get a chance to cash out and and, and flip that player. So,
3: wait. I, can we start a rumor that the Chiefs are not going to sign someone, so I could sell the one Damian Williams share I have?
2: Yes. Um. I I will retract all the Damian Williams things I've said. By the time they hear this podcast, uh, <laughs> you will have moved that Damian Williams share. What What about you, Brian? Who will Who is on one of your rosters or a guy you own a lot of that you will uh, do your damnedest to get on someone else's roster?
0: Yeah, the guy for me is Tyler Lockett. Um, And it's not because I don't think Tyler Lockett is a half-decent player. Um, I just don't believe he will ever have a season with the efficiency that he had this past season. And I think there's absolutely 0% chance that the Seahawks don't bring in wide receiver help in this offseason, whether it's the draft, whether it's signing a free agent. Um, there's no way they go into the 2019 season with Tyler Lockett as their wide receiver one. No way, and and yes, I said wide receiver one because Doug Baldwin. He, I'm not really sure on that one either. So you're gonna yeah, look at the I, screen. I'm, do you see my middle fingers yet? He's, he's it you- any, hey, It doesn't have anything to do with the Seahawks, bro. I I love I love me some Ross. I love me some yeah, Chris Carson. I love me some yeah yeah. I, do. <laughs> I love me some Chris Carson, which a lot of people don't like Carson. I like Carson, um, but but the receivers there. I just I just think it's it's they're going to turn over that position sooner than later and lock it I just don't think he's going to ever be as efficient as he was this season. So, I'm looking to move him not so much again because I don't like him just because I think his value so high. I mean, it's so much higher than it should be currently in my opinion, so that's why I won't own any of them.
2: What's the weak I don't say weakest, but what's the least pick you would take? For him right now, just for one pick for Tyler Lockett, what what are you thinking? I have I have one in my head, but I want to see what you say. I would honestly probably move him for like the two o four. Okay, I, I I was thinking I I would want the two o one, so we're not that far off. I I I agree. the The one thing I will say for Tyler Lockett, and I am not a Tyler Lockett uh, basher because the Seattle Seahawks only have four picks as of right now. I don't know if they got any compensatory picks or not. And they've got about $50 million in cap space, which is cool, but it's a very weak wide receiver class. So I think Tyler Lockett's volume, even on a run-first team, is safe. So if even if you get stuck with him and don't get an offer you like, you still may be able to get some, maybe not as high a production as you got out of him in 20. 18 but i think they will be usable weeks if he ends up being stuck on your roster But that's a really good one jerry who do you have
1: philip Lindsay. i just truth you know good one. he's little he's hurt you know royce freeman looked okay he looked pretty good too he's got the draft capital and i just i mean he's little i mean i, I hate to reiterate that but if a dude is my size and he's playing in the nfl that man is going to
3: die in due time <laughs> All right. And uh, coaching change and no draft capital put into him. So there's no reason to keep him around.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, you got a, you got a major wrist injury. What's to say he's going to hold on to the ball. It's just, eh, I don't, I don't like it. If I have him, I think you can get pretty good value for him too in this off season, just based on his production. So I think I have one share and I promise it will not be on my team within, you know, two months. What are you hoping for him? I, honestly, I think i get some good stuff for him. I think I would I would probably... So I'm, I'm a person that flips my picks. I like to pair, you know, Philip Lindsay and a first and try and go up a tier or two running back-wise. So, uh, you know, someone in that vacuum, someone that's a tier ahead of him and sort of just try and be done with the boy.
3: Yeah, I was trying to trade him away in a team I'm rebuilding because I... Uh, that's a lie. I didn't pick him up off the wire. In a non-tight-end premium league, I traded David Njoku for Philip Lindsay. And now that that team just crashed and burned real quick. I was trying to trade him for a late first and yep. I could not for the life of me, um, but I they ended up take the late first. No one was giving me a late first for Philip. Wow. Lindsay. Uh, so I ended up doing Lindsay and the two ten, I think it was. And I got like the one Oh eight. Okay. So like I had I, to, I mean, pretty, I do that too, but I, I, I had to pretty decently to supplement Lindsay to get a first out of
2: it. that's not a bad trade though i I kind of like that
1: yeah i agree yeah because i mean i i I sort of figured you could get the late first so that sort of breaks my
3: heart a little bit well i I would have thought like the 110 shocked that i couldn't get anything for him
2: yeah i would have thought you would have gotten like the 110 to 112 range but to throw in like a a late two and to convert that to a 108 i think you may end up really liking that especially um once we know some landing positions uh mine's levy on bell he, he is going to sign somewhere. And I think this right after free agency time period is when you're going to get your last big cash out window. He's 26 years old. I'm sorry. He's 27 years old. He's probably going to wind up on a bad team. But you're going to be able to, you know, he's going to wind up. I, I'm standing by my Oakland prediction. Um, if it's not, I know uh, people have said Houston, which Houston would, whatever. But th- this is your last chance to cash him out at multiple asset prices. Um, I just I'm I'm not a big love Bell guy at this point in his career. Um I forget who it was, but but they posted a really good tweet listing all of the things that, you know, how his weight has fluctuated, his injury history, his suspension history. Um he seems to be all about the money and someone's going to be very excited whether he's a Raider, a Texan, a Jet, uh, whatever. Uh, and that's your opportunity. Cash out and move on. Are are you guys on bell off bell? I was never
3: I had one share of him for about 20 minutes before this past season started that that, I've never really owned him. So I I was never willing to pay the price for a running back. So, I mean, I've been off and now I'm super, I, Brian, is your?
2: Are you raising your hand? Yes, I'm calling on Brian. Hand raise. He's like that little kid in school with like he's got his arm straight up. Ooh he's ooh got, ooh. He's yeah. got he's got the other he's hand cuffed on his end. elbow. He's got the the stiff arm cuffed at the cupped at the elbow. Ooh ooh ooh. Call on me. Go, Brian. Go. Go go. Okay. Barsha.
0: So so I have a question for you, uh, Memphis. Is is did you say Le'Veon Bell to like? Is this like a co-host like kind of elbow in the ribs type thing? Or is this is this like a legit because in and, and the reason I ask, so Jerry, I don't know if you remember this, but one of the very first conversations I ever had with you on Twitter, we went back and forth about he doesn't remember Brian, only no, you remember he, that. He might, he might hey, though, because like stop it romanticizing was... it. It's just I'm you not Brian. romanticizing it. It was like a three and a half hour, like thirty-seven comment thing about levy bell because i was pissed about he was doing his pittsburgh steelers garbage and i was being a steelers homer and kind of going off and jerry correct me if i'm wrong but you're a michigan state guy right yes i am okay i don't know if you remember that conversation i actually remember where i was when we were having that conversation which is really even weird I, that, remember, that makes it I know. even, that even <laughs> yeah that even makes it more weird here but um but but yeah I, I i was just asking if if that was kind of like a elbow in the ribs thing for
2: for you or no, not not at all. No, no. J- Jerry is a big, love Bell guy, and uh, I'll, I'll let Jerry talk about love. I mean, his ties run deep to to Love Bell a little bit deeper than yours if, if you're a Steelers fan, because as a uh, Penn State fan, he was the enemy for many many sure. years before he became a friend. So I mean, uh, we were Jerry,
1: a bad Jerry, team, so Jerry. he didn't have to worry about him then. But
2: Jerry, where are you at with my? uh With my uh, anti-bell At this point,
1: I'm sick of his shenanigans, too, but I love the dude. Now, it depends where he goes. I mean, if he goes to a a spot where he's going to get looks, he's he can catch the ball. He can run. He can block. He can do whatever you want. He's a dynamic player. I'm just sick of hearing about him in non-football terms. Like, I don't... I don't care that you're rapping. I don't care that you're playing Apex Legends. Listen, I like playing Apex Legends. I don't need to see a picture of you playing it with blunts on the table. Like that, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're that an move the right there.
2: How, how about a picture of you in the gym? I mean, I mean, I'm right? not saying that not every not everybody has to be juju, or. Darius, um, um, the guy, the, the Washington Redskins, Geist. Darius guys, thank you. Not everybody has to be that dude, you know, running we're, full. We're
3: button. a few weeks away from Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell doing sit-ups on driveway. H- M and
2: T O, yeah. Well, they're going to reunite <laughs> in Oakland. I'm telling you, Oakland's got the picks and the cap space to make a Bell Brown reunion show with John Gruden. It's going to, and then they can go on hard knocks. How about that, Bell and Brown and Gruden, hard knocks, 2019. Who says I, no?
3: I'd watch that, and oh, I, I haven't know. watched Hard Knocks in years.
2: <laughs> All right, well, th- much like every show, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell hijacked the show. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to ask, uh, I'm to ask Brian, what was your worst trade in 2018 or in recent memory?
0: This one's a piece of cake for me. Um, so I'll, I'll lay the trade out. So I traded away Devontae Adams. This was in a, a 12-team superflex. Uh, PPR league. I traded away Devonte Adams. This was prior to. This was like last March ish. um I traded Devonte Adams away, and I got Corey Coleman and the 106. It's my boy Corey Coleman.
2: Oh my! Is he still in the Giants? Awful. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you're a parent right there. He's. A, it he's was a... awful. He's keeping the strip clubs of uh, the state of New York going. He, he's a he's a bit of a notorious gentleman's establishment regular. But uh, that that one's rough. That one's rough. What'd yeah. you get what'd you get with the one oh six? Maybe that can be your uh, your parachute. Well
0: Yeah, so I flipped it. Um I, of this course, was you, a, of course a, you did. This yeah, of course <laughs> I did. This was a team that I was rebuilding. Um, this is actually the league that I was talking about too, where I've made just a crap ton of trades. Um, but but I was rebuilding. I had like the 102 through the 106, and I I ended up flipping the 106. I don't even remember what what I did. Uh, I think I moved. I moved the. This is what happens when you trade so much. Oh yeah, you can't remember the pieces. I know I moved the 104 in that league for Jared Goff. That was a super flex league, so I I I traded That's out of that move. pick. That's but a good pick. But yeah. the. Yeah, but the uh the one oh six I can't remember exactly who I took. I think I might have taken I might have taken that might have been the Nick Chubb pick, actually, in that oh, league. That worked like a charm then. But yeah, yeah so it wasn't it wasn't too bad when you put the name to it, but man, I mean I was one of those guys that Devontae Adams had never put up more than seventy five catches or nine hundred and seventy five yards receiving, and I had to see him do it before I could buy in. And of course, he answers this year with the monster year wide receiver 1 season, um overall wide receiver 1 season and saw that so coming. You did, Russ. I I gave you credit. I had my avatar changed for a month and a half on Twitter. It was a badass avatar though, so I'm not worried about it. Shout um,
3: out for uh, artist formerly known as NFL Draft Talker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so but, did uh, mine too. That was definitely one of my worst worst trades uh just from a you know in the moment, looking at the the assets moved, uh, standpoint, I would have loved to have Adams on my team in that league. So,
2: what about you, Russ? What was your uh, worst trade in recent memory?
3: Well, see, here I have two that aren't okay. One of them is bad, and one of them just shows how bad I am. Uh, so one of them I'll, I'll start off with my just dumbest move. There was one day I'm literally sitting at work, bored out of my skull, and I'm just offering trades to everybody for no reason whatsoever. And this is trade addicts three so it's a super flex league so i'm sitting there clicking around clicking around and i thought i had this beautiful masterpiece of a trade offer to send out and it gets accepted right away and i'm like nice you know this was great i thought it was good he thought it was too i accidentally traded mike evans for marcus Mariota straight up i did not click the buttons i meant to click (laughs) oh yikes Oh my, and I, it's funny, like, everyone's like, dude, what, what, what do you, I know because I was a huge Mariota, you know, supporter before the season, they're like, dude, we know that you're a guy, but really, man, like that, you're going to do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? This was a great move. And then I'm like, this was a terrible move. What did I do? And, you know, I played the role of the good guy. I didn't ask him to do it back. He offered, but I'm like, no, I deserve this lesson. This, this, my bad, you guys. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh, well, J- Jerry, um, you you have a you have a bad trade.
1: Oh, a zillion of them. But just to, I went back on Twitter to look at the conversation Brian was talking about, and yes, I remember this, and I look stupid in it, so I should delete it now.
0: So. No, you know, you know what though, you know what came out of that for me was I, I, I mean, we both were pretty dug in in terms of the conversation itself. Having said that, towards the end of the conversation, it was very cordial. I think we both understood where we're, each of us was coming from, and it was cool. So, I, uh, yeah, I that was it was good for me. I got to kind of get inside your head a little bit with uh, the Michigan State stuff, and and, and going the back, game, back and an also argument plays with Brian, Destiny, which I play a lot of. Candy. So, yes, that's right, that's right. Um, Eyes up, guarding. That's no. right. <laughs> so here's my poop trade.
1: I have been one of these dummies that thought Kareem Hunt's value is being limited right now go out and buy him and that's what i kept doing and i'm a guy that pays what i want to get my guy so when he was a free agent before he signed with cleveland i offered 101 and 110 for kareem hunt and 204 in a 10 team league three days later
3: he signs to cleveland i remember this yeah Yeah, but i mean like he's not gonna be there long term no no I mean, but, it's, but still, it might ha- look nice. I mean, I'm trying to make you feel better about it because, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But I know I'm a guest, so I feel like I should try and be nice to you. Uh, Randy like, doesn't.
2: No, I'm, yeah. but, but we're like family. This <laughs> it's morning, not his Jerry. job. I don't, I don't have to be. my co-host. It's I, I don't have to be nice at this point, Jerry. we we got to rough you up a little bit. So I'll, uh, I'll like, tell had you. I,
1: had I just waited like four days, it would have been like, Here's you know one ten by itself, and they'd have been like, oh, okay, cool. Instead, I
3: lost 101. Brian which... traded up into the second round of a startup to pick Nick Chubb like two
2: hours oh, before wow. signed. Yeah, fifteenth well, was... overall too. Well, he he's told the, he's told the uh, the story publicly, so I have no problem repeating it. Shane Manella, who's in the UDPL. Oh yeah, with, no, with, he with absolutely he owns this. Yeah, he 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 wears it. I don't say like a badge of honor, but but he wears it. Uh, he panicked traded, and he traded the uh Nick Chubb the Nick Chubb and, and uh like a 2021 20, for the 2019 101 and like a 2021 20, second does that sound about right mm-hmm. Something uh, yeah, like yeah the, the, the... pretty much the, the nuts and bolts is the 101 and 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 Nick Chubb and he did that in a flash which you know if the right player lands in the right spot it may not be the end of the world but uh I'll tell you one so uh we uh, well I actually traded for George Kittle on the Thursday afternoon of uh, week one, so he I I got him in, in a huge trade, which I I may tell about here in a minute. But then the Monday, oh, excuse me, the Tuesday after I traded Isaiah Crowell, Josh Gordon, and George Kittle for Aaron Jones, the uh, 2019 first and a 2019 second. So um, had I known had I known then what I knew now about Mr. George Kittle. Uh, even though I like Aaron Jones, and obviously getting a first back is nice, that's, that's not awful. Not the time. I mean, I, if if you put it into perspective at the time, the guy was mostly trading. Even
3: now, that's not awful. And I, a, I think uh, you're being hard on yourself. No, Again, I'm trying to be nice. I, I
2: appreciate <laughs> it, but it's, it's one of those ones. It's like uh, it's the it's the only one that I remember because it was the only real shot I had at ever having a, a George Kittle share, and I, I felt like I you know like I said I, I got good value back, but it's just it wasn't what he was at the time. It's what he became kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. the Jerry and the, and the trade and Shane and, and the trade, you know, but, but if you, if you live with that, we you know as we're trying to help people with trades, if you live with that type of mentality, if you live with regret and you let a bad trade hang over your head, you're, you're doomed. To, you're destined to make a bunch more. Would you guys agree?
3: The only way to fix a bad trade is to make more trades. You
2: know, That, that, that is hilarious. <laughs> Put that on my headstone. Yeah. Yeah. Write, write that down guys. The war zone, we call that a writer downer. Write that down. Yeah. Because, uh, my wife and I are big into fitness, and you know, another podcast that we listen to about fitness. The guy always says, You're one meal away from being on your diet and one meal away from being off your diet. So don't sweat it. You know, things happen, and that's how I've, I've translated that to trades. You're one minute away from making a bad trade, and you're one minute away from making a great trade. And the only way to do it, make more trades. So, i um, gonna, gonna throw this around one more time. We're gonna talk about our best trade in recent memory. So, Jerry, what was your best trade in recent memory?
1: So after the Kareem Hunt debacle, I shocked him like crazy. Now that team, the team I have him in is an absolute dumpster fire. I exploded it. I've got, I think, five first round picks this year. I've got another five next year. I sold everything off because there's a team at the top that's just dominant. And I knew I wasn't going to beat him. So I was like, you know what? I'll try and win the next couple of years after that. So I flipped him. Now, here's the thing. I have been a vocal Advocate of hating Marlon Mack. Randy's heard it. Dynasty War Zones heard it. I was wrong. Sorry. He did good. He made me look stupid. It happens. And but, you know, the people in that league, that's a home league. And they know I have a dynasty podcast and I do fantasy football. So they think I'm super duper smart. You guys know better. No, I'm just full of crap. But. So I offered him for Kareem Hunt, and he's got, he's got a good team. He's got a young Saquon and Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. He's got a good young team. So I sold him on Kareem Hunt. You know, once you know he's out of Cleveland, he's going to have a good team. You're going to have a dominant team. This is my little fluff job again, and I sold Marlon Mack in 105 for Kareem Hunt, or I sold Kareem Hunt for Marlon Mack in 105. Excuse me, and that was it's really good, man. <laughs> and in that league, I now have 104, 105, 107, 8, and 9.
3: Damn.
2: man so just go, i'll go hit get at Judy least one of those <laughs> go go jerry go and uh what about russ what, what's your best trade in recent memory well
3: just because uh brian's involved stupidly selling devontae adams my best is buying devontae adams before the season <laughs> uh this is in a 10 team league i traded sterling shepherd the 105 and the 201 for devontae adams and how stupid this team is like we have a facebook group instead of some sort of group chat <laughs> so someone put a poll up as to whether this we should install vetoes in our league so they could veto this trade because of how much i overpaid for Devonte adams
1: <laughs> and that folks is wow. why we shouldn't have vetoes that's and correct
3: exactly and the funny thing is like, he said this he's like this trade should be vetoed it's terrible and in my head i'm like Wait, which side got screwed? I thought this was a good deal. (laughs) And then it turns out he thought I, and I, we call this guy annoying, annoying Tyler, because he's named, no, it's Taylor. Annoying Taylor, because he's Taylor and he's annoying. Uh, So yeah, no idea, but so, and the, my favorite part of this was I had the 105 and 106. The dude I traded the 105 to bought up on DJ Moore real hard. And I got Nick Chubb at 106. Nice. Fucker.
2: Yeah, I won that championship. <laughs> all right, all right. Br- Brian, g- give us a give us a great trade you're proud of recently.
0: Uh, before the 2017 season, that's uh, how so far
3: back you have to go for a good trade.
0: <laughs> no, I, ha- I have two. There, I have two here, and they're in the same league. This was the best. This was probably the best trade I've ever made, um, in, in terms of value and what has happened since. Um, before the so so that was the season Gurley was coming off his, his bad year, right? He had like at the sophomore slump where he only had you know nine hundred and fifty yards or something like that. Um <clears throat> so I bought Todd Gurley and I paid LaShawn McCoy and the one what ended up being the one ten for Todd Gurley prior to the two thousand seventeen season. I've uh, gone I've I've now gone back to back in that league. Um damn son partially partially i mean mostly because of this trade to be honest with you so um and then prior well about three days before the trade deadline in the same exact league this year i traded what ended up being the 106 112 and 212 for christian McCaffrey, and that helped me that helped me go back back to back so yeah
2: i made a couple pretty good i bet it did help you go
0: back to back
2: good (laughs) god those are uh those are nice now mine does not involve uh any names but but mine the reason why i like it is that it comes with some advice that we can share is like sell when, when a guy is hot so the the date on this trade was november 9th and i gave up marquez valdez scantling and i got back Devonte parker and what ended up being the 2019 106. so for uh for mvs because he was so hot right then he was like the trendiest player you know, people were just the guy who got him. You know, he has he uh, not made any trades with me since. He's been very butthurt about it. And I was like, dude, you offered <laughs> this to me. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? And it was like, I, MVS? What's he got, like a fourth or fifth round NFL actual draft capital behind him? And you want to get, I'll, I'll just take the first. But for whatever reason, you know, like, uh, was it Jerry Maguire? I can't quit you. That's exactly how I feel about Devontae Parker. And uh, I, I hope that he lands. Dude, that's Brokeback Mountain, man. Is that is that Brokeback <laughs> Well, so so it tells you that I've never seen Brokeback Mountain, but but I know the quote. And uh I can't I can't quit. I can't quit Devontae Parker. Uh, maybe I just see six foot three, uh four, four speed and good burst score. I don't know. But yeah, he had me at a at a first round pick from Marquez Valdez scantling so I was like, sold American. Take it, he's yours. <laughs> Oh man, so um, those are all good trades. I don't think I got as much as you guys, but uh, I was glad to have I mean, that. That's
1: still a train robbery.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. as a as a, my my old buddy, he's a, he's my golf pro. His name's Jim. He always said because uh, he asked me about these trades. He doesn't really play much fancy football. He always tells me, you know, Jesse James had to use a gun to rob people like that, and uh, maybe that's where the nickname the outlaw comes from. But anyway, um, real quick about active about active leagues, and this is just like a, like a good housekeeping note for the listener, you know. What is it about a good league with lots of trades, banner in the group chat? Because for me, it's a deal breaker. Is that a deal breaker for you, Russ?
3: Go ahead, Brian. Yeah,
2: go ahead, Brian. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yes, is the yeah, answer.
3: The very, this is a Brian thing.
0: Yes, absolutely. Is absolutely. This like one of your it's rants? Deal, it's a deal
2: breaker. Yep. Rant away. We call those on our show a moment of Sinclarity. That's when Jerry goes off one of his, his rants. He gives us a moment of Sinclarity. So fire away on a, on a dead league
0: yeah i i just I mean look especially the thing that gets me the most is when there's money involved right so you're you're paying 50 bucks or hell you're paying 20 bucks i mean you know different amounts are, are are different to to different people but when there's money being involved in these in these leagues you know and then you get into a league where you can't get a hold of an owner for a week or two or whatever in the off season you know and it's it's days upon days in you know during the season it's just frustrating it's it's i've left leagues that i've been extremely successful in because there's not activity you know we we and look i get it i mean especially if you're first getting into dynasty maybe you're not understanding what dynasty means right there is no off season people like dynasty, there is no off season. So um, what season it, are we in right now? We are in non point scoring season. That's right, buddy. So, you know, that it's it's, it's not off season. That doesn't mean the off season. Right. So, um, yeah, for me, I mean, league, league, the league chat is. The best leagues I'm in have active league chats. You know, there's a few leagues that I've joined over the last two years or so. Uh, and, and namely there's a couple of the trade addicts leagues where, I mean, literally there is not probably six hours in a day that goes by that I don't talk to those guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know them better than I know a lot of the people, uh, that I hang out with, (laughs) which I don't know, maybe that's saying something about me, but, um, you know, our, our, our league chat and and in particular in, in trade addicts three, Russ, I mean, you, you can, verify this but that i mean those guys are those are some of the best friends i have i mean we just have we communicate all the time just about everything and it's not just about the league itself it's about life and different crap you know uh and and it, we were all random so none of us knew each other except russ and i ahead of, ahead of that league um got really lucky and got a great group of guys in there but it's the same for for other leagues too i mean if you have an active group chat the chances that you're going to be able to make a lot of deals that are mutually beneficial goes up significantly. Um, if, if the, you know, if you can't, again, if you can't get a hold of owners, then now you're just sending blind offers and they're sending counters that are with players that I have zero interest in, or they're Um, just ignoring them and you want to throw your phone. Exactly. Or, or they're ignoring them and you, exactly. You want to throw your phone across the room. So, um, yeah, it's it's absolutely vital for me. And I've been the leagues that I've dropped recently. And I, I, tr- I, I try really hard not to drop leagues. Um, but the ones that I do, it's it's I mean, nine out of 10 times it's because of inactivity.
2: Yeah, so. there, there, there's an emotional attachment to the to the league. And that's I have two leagues. I'm in uh, one with John Sheps and the fantasy football fellows and some guys like that. And that that uh, it's on um, the group me app. And then the other one is uh, the Goat Leagues with JD and Nate Dog and uh, all those guys, and and that's a Twitter group chat, and they're they're both going all day long. Like I can barely get you know stuff done. And, and to Nate, Nate, uh, good old Dynasty Dog, he he puts it the best. He's like everybody poops. Every, Jerry, mm-hmm. Jerry's always talking about poop sandwiches. He's like everybody poops. Everybody takes their phone when they poop. If they say they don't, they're lying. And Nate is correct. Everybody, you know, you you got five seconds, you know, at some point in the day to jump on and say, Hey, here's what I liked about that deal. Here's what I didn't like. Not only is it like make the league better. It's good manners. It's just good manners. You know, someone sends me a message. I'm, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I've got, you know, wife, kids, work, other stuff that I'm into, but I'll always make time to reply to your, you know, your question or trade off or just, I don't know. Russ, what do you think about all this?
3: Uh, I can never remember who says what on Twitter. And this was a while ago, so I'll, I'll take the you know bad feelings off of myself for it. Someone once asked what would ever make you stop listening to a podcast. Like, What is something that, you know, what's the worst thing a podcast could do? And I always said the worst offense is being boring. And it's kind of the same thing with leagues to me. Uh, I am in this 100% for fun. You put money on the line, A, because... All of my leagues give to charity, and because you need a little bit of a vested interest, it's nice to win. And putting a little bit 42 is m- what most of my leagues are, and that's the most expensive I'll make my leagues mostly just because I love the Hitchhiker's Guide reference. That's really the only reason I go for 42. Um, but it's such a small amount of money, and you know, now that I can be picky about who's in my leagues. I get. I, I even. I use the words like I'm going to give you my spiel before I, you know, let you into the league. This league, first and foremost, is about fun. Yeah, there's money on the line, but that's not what this is about. If your answer is well, winning is fun. I don't want you here. Th- the point is to be friends. The point is to have fun and make fun of each other, and clearly to trade because that's the name of the league. Like, that's to me, that's what this is about. This is a about fantasy football, but it's be it's about people. Like, to me, that's the best part of all of this. Like, Brian was saying, I literally have people I 100% use the word friend and mean it that I've met within the past year playing fantasy football with. And I well, I met Joe finally, uh, Trader Joe on I met him in New York last weekend, but before, like, I mean, I, I haven't met 99% of these people. And chances are I may never meet them. But yeah, it's it's amazing, you know, the relationships you can build with people. And even if you don't need friends, friends out of this, who wants boring? Why are you doing this? Just especially if you're not playing, if you're playing for money, more power to you. Don't talk to people. That's fine. If you're playing in a thousand dollar leagues, whatever. That's just not my jam it's it's
2: all about talking it's all about being there for it no nope, i i think you said it. jerry anything for you about the the dead league thing that these people need to know about nope i
3: no they
1: hit I gotta, it i mean i gotta start
2: calling on you first and let, letting you get all these good
3: points No, out. no it's fine. Good. Don't, wait hold on i'm gonna keep talking over him anyway <laughs> uh, i've been saying I've, not, i not the first myself, time no, out, i told you i'm
0: saying i'm talking over you so stop trying to talk <laughs> i deal with this every single week just so you both know it's true every it's, it's week. awesome I love it
3: um, <laughs> like I've been saying it a lot this offseason because it really like you said it before. Uh, you feel this like emotional attachment to leagues or do you feel guilty that you want to leave leagues cut that shit out leave leagues it's fine. They trust me the Commissioner would rather just want to know you're out than to you half ass a league get out find a league that you'll actually enjoy more. Don't stay in a league because oh I've been in there for three years or I came in second place and I knew I should have won. So I want to come back and win, even though it's terrible. No, just leave. Do yourself a favor. Have fun somewhere else. Don't feel bad about leaving. Leave leagues. It's fine. Trust me. Just go. Leave. But yeah, tell
2: them first. Yeah, but leave. Just like just like just don't stop showing up. Just like kinda like a yeah. give just it a two Delete weeks your email from a, MFL a, a two weeks franchise notice. and just leave the chat room.
3: That's just don't tell anybody. It's fine. It's fine. Just do it. Yeah. Perfect. J- Jerry? <laughs> Nothing? Am I am I good?
1: Yeah, so what man.
2: I was gonna say can, can, I <laughs> can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish?
1: But no, really. I, I don't really have anything. That's It's it's boring, man. Like I get that drafting is fun, but drafting takes, you know, let's say drafting takes a long time. How many, how many days does it really take if you're drafting? Not long. And then you're not gonna be active. Play best Go do best ball. Yeah, exactly. I don't and you know what I don't play? I don't play best ball because it's I like trading and you can't trade in best ball, so I don't mess with it. There's so, a. there's no personality to it. There's, no, there's I don't nothing. I don't I just don't like it. You know, but, and if you're not gonna be active, it's just best ball to me, so I'm good. I'm good. And listen, I I just we had a dude ghost us in the middle of this draft. We started talking about the rules and he found out it was a super flex and he left in the middle of the draft. This happened yesterday. So you don't need, you don't no need pe-
0: that. You don't need that negativity in your life. Uh-uh. If someone leaves because of a superflex, you don't need that negativity.
3: No, yeah, you don't want them around. It's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, we 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 got to get more people playing superflex. Um, I'm 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 learning that the hard way. But no, I I will say this. You know, things that get me excited outside of you know, obviously my family and my career are are honestly getting to meet the people. Like I had an absolute blast going to the Colts Cowboys game this year with the fantasy football fellas. They drove down from Chicago and. We, we hung out that that Sunday afternoon this coming Friday um Jerry's driving down and we're gonna hang out for the first time in person and what one of my biggest goals in all of dynasty since I've been doing this and the people that I've met is not to is not to win you know the biggest league that I'm in my my, my biggest goal is to go to Australia and hang out with AJ and G of the Aussie guys because I, I've made such a good friendship with with, with AJ and especially G because we just have a ton in common outside of of fantasy football, and, and my goal is to continue to be a part of the Scott Fish Bowl tournaments as, as long as he's doing it. Um, I, you know, and I, I've been inspired to be a better person, to donate to charity, to um, have a cause, and you know, you guys just gave me a great idea for our listener league, which is a free league to play in. I mean, I'll, I'll come up with some creative prizes and stuff for people that do well and the highest point score. But I, I think we're gonna make it mandatory that everybody has to donate like eight bucks. Just to be in the league. Yeah. And, and the money doesn't go to the pot. That's going to be the Dynasty Warzone Listener League's contribution to the 20. Uh, or may, maybe we'll do it like blind bidding style. Because we're going to do two leagues because we have so many people playing. Jerry can take his you know, 11 league mates and I can take mine. And which one of us can raise the most money to, to donate to charity for Scott Fishbowl? Something like that. But it's more about than just playing fantasy football. But hey, we just wanted to have these guys on to talk some trades and uh have some fun with things that we do around trade so uh uh brian tell us about the dynasty trade i'm excuse me the trade addicts podcast it's one of the few dynasty trades shows that doesn't have the word dynasty in it so tell us about your show yeah
0: i mean russ and i have a great time um you know we've had an opportunity to meet outside uh of the interwebs and uh It's, it's, it's been awesome, uh, hanging out and, and doing the show. We have a great time. We have great guests on, um, it's his baby. So I'm going to let him, him kind of, uh, do the, the plug stuff, but, um, it's awesome. We, we really love having, having guests on and, and talking about trades trades are the best part of the game, uh, in our opinion. And, uh, the trade addicts leagues are amazing. The guys that are in those leagues are amazing. Um, but come check us out uh, if you're looking to uh to hear some some talks about trades. We talk trades every single show. um but yeah, give us a shot and uh and thanks guys for having us on. We really appreciate this um it's it's fun to to finally be on the war zone, so
2: I appreciate that Russ, tell us about your baby.
0: yeah, well, first thank yeah, thanks for having us
3: on and I feel you like looking at the clock a little bit. We have a way of making shows run long. <laughs> uh, so sorry about that. No,
2: we're, we're we're here's the thing. We 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 have no rules. This is a war zone. We just kind of do whatever. So you you take as long as you want telling us about your trade addicts podcast.
3: Oh man, I was almost a really big asshole. Just start drawing my words out like. <laughs> so the trade. Uh, Brian said it. It's really just us bsing about football and talking trades because that's honestly what we love to do. Yeah, we always said from the beginning when we thought we had no listeners we said we don't care if anybody's listening we would still call each other every week just to talk about this stuff uh it really it honestly it started with uh the leagues came first and it was just like man we have enough stuff going on here that we could probably talk about this and then i'm like do i actually have the guts to do this and then i dragged brian along with me after my second show because i didn't have it the guts to do it by myself and <laughs> like it's really just it evolved into just yeah exactly what it is we became friends we call each other we talk about trades we talk about values we talk about the stuff that goes down in the trade addicts leagues and it's fun that's all it is that's what we aim for and you know i get to make fun of brian in front of a couple of people now so mm-hmm. I Win-win, really.
2: Well, that's what I do to Jerry. I, I, yeah, I, I pick exactly. On, I, See, that's but, what I, I, like I, I didn't your
3: Self-esteem. It's fine. But I, I, but I
2: gave him a really cool See, nickname. The, the trick
3: is to not have any in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> if you're dead inside, they can't hurt you. I'm a Lions fan. I'm dead inside. <laughs>
2: uh, he, he's been dead inside for years. Well, listen, they are uh, at Dynasty Outhouse and at Brian Har FF on Twitter. Guys, we thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with another edition of the Dynasty Warzone. Thanks for tuning in.